When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a show in season five. If I could Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Shut up, Leonard. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Need it to pass or fail Greendale with all of our friends. The brightest timeline makes you say, Touche. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Bear down for another episode of Community Building here on Post Show Recaps. Talk about Community Season 5, Episode 6, and Season 5, Episode 7. Analysis of cork-based networking as well as bondage and beta male sexuality. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wigger. Just... uh, just fat dogging it as one does here on the community building podcast. I'm here with Jess Sterling. Hi, Jess. I want everything. Did, did you understand the reference? Do you know the everything reference? Did you understand what she was doing? Um, if it, you mean the reference to the sh- episode of Community where my gal Annie says everything, yeah, it's yes, the, it's I, the it's the Gary Oldman everyone. I think we must have gone over this once upon a time. Mm-hmm. I know who Gary Oldman is. Yeah, <laughs> that's important. That's important. Do you know who he is? What is, is it from a movie? What's it from? Yeah, The Professional. The Professional mm. is the movie. It's an iconic 1990s action thriller. It was sort of like Natalie Portman's. It wasn't sort of Natalie Portman's big breakout. It was Natalie Portman's big breakout. Uh, it's Natalie Portman's big breakout. Okay. She's a child star. Uh, it's like a very racy movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I'd love to go back and check out The Profesh. 12-year-old uh, Matilda is yes, luckily Matilda, taking my and, uh, Leon? Yeah, 
something? Gar- yeah, Leon the professional is another is another name for it. And Gary Oldman has the he's the bad guy as he often is, and he's a police officer, a very corrupt cop. Uh, and he has one uh, scene where he needs to bring in every single person in the force to go after Leon the professional. And so he tells the guy, he goes, bring me everyone. And the person goes, sir, what do you mean? He goes, everyone. And it's like, oh. you should check it out. And that's what uh, that's what it's referencing. But anyway, okay. hi, Jess. We've got two episodes hey. of Community we to talk know. about today. Yep, two episodes of Community, season five. We're doubling up. We're doing a little bit of doubling up. I think we're doubling up here. We're looking at doubling up at the end of the season as well. Because, folks, March is out of control. And we are on the march towards March as we're going to have so many shows happening on poster recaps at the same time. We don't want to short shrift season five of Community. And we certainly don't want to, like have to take a break in the middle of season five of community. Mm -hmm. But in order to do all the things that need to be done on the podcast, we're going to have to get through it a little bit quicker than we expected. So it's a double episode this week. If you haven't watched episode seven, because you didn't realize that was going to happen because we hadn't announced it. So how could you have realized it? Maybe go watch episode seven of community, take a pause right now uh, and then go watch that one. And we'll do uh, episode six and seven today in the recap. um, And uh, then come back. Or just stay here and haunt the podcast the entire time like a ghost. Uh, like a ghost. Uh, a storyline that apparently Jess Sterling did not think was ghost. Nope. Didn't like you, it. You didn't like it. It was dumb. Like. We're back um, to dumb Chang stuff in that that section. Disagreed. I thought perfect Chang stuff across the board across two episodes here. So I was very happy as a Chang fan. Um, mm-hmm. A lot going on in community. We have to make up for the absence of Donald Glover. Really felt across these two episodes yeah. of community that we're talking about today, Jess. Got to tell you, when I when I made our little document that we have behind the scenes and I put in our little spots where you can enter in your meow meows for all the characters, I had to delete Troy. And it honestly kind of broke my heart yeah. a little bit to delete him. It I felt know. so severe. Um, and it just like really sunk in beyond the fact that Abed is just like very depressed. Um, yeah, in these he, episodes, he is. You can tell. Uh, there's like a there's an emptiness there that I did feel like at least the show was engaging. Uh, yeah. and I I appreciate that the show seems to be engaging. What does Abed do with loss? Um, you know, I feel like the like uh, the big capital T Troy word has not been evoked too much, but you can mm-hmm. tell what's going on. Um, and I don't know if that's building towards something or if that's just something that's happening with with Troy right now. Uh, but it uh, with Abed right now, rather. But it's it's sad. It's palpable. I felt that I think it's appropriate because Abed is often. I think something of an audience surrogate or can be every once in a while, the most meta character on the show for him to be meta processing mm. the loss of Troy, I think makes a lot of sense. But I also think that like you're, we're feeling it. I, at least I, I really felt the lack of Donald Glover on the show uh, across these two episodes to see like, what is community going to look like post Troy? And uh, it's not like a desolate wasteland or anything for me, but maybe it's a little bit of a ghost theater. It's possible. Yeah, I think there's, um, at least in my opinion, I'm, you know, a lot of people think differently, but like, I feel like we go from, we double up these episodes, one of which in my opinion is much, much better than the other one. Um, and I do think they're kind of wading into unknown territory of like, uh, in the very beginning, maybe Abed was a bit more on his own and they were figuring out who he was as a character. But ever since then of, of you know, him having Troy and pairing them up all all, all the time, basically, um it is kind of like a well what do we do with abed or let's try pairing them up with other characters and and basically uh see what happens yeah 
Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky. It's definitely tricky and we'll see, we'll see what the show looks like without Donald Glover, without Troy in it. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. We got two episodes where we saw it and, uh, I like it a little less for sure, uh, than, than I liked these first five episodes, but I definitely didn't hate it. And I definitely in certain regards loved what was going on. Again, I thought, uh, some, some next level Chang content for me, if you're a Chang fan, I think, uh, some next level Chang content, some really great Annie stuff as well in the first episode, maybe a little less in the second episode this week, but, uh, she'd had a lot of time in the spotlight recently, Jess. Perhaps Shirley didn't have enough time in the spotlight, which... Uh, I is, love the menace of it. Yes, which is going to at least uh, elevate her in, in that regard when we get to the second episode. Uh, but it's just us in the community building uh, podcast this week, just Jess and myself. Uh, and of course, the patrons of Posha Recaps who get to watch community building live. Uh, sign up, patreon.com slash Posha Recaps. At any level, get early access podcast drops for community building and other podcasts as well. We're going to be going through each of these two episodes, episode six first, and then seven. We'll go through all the feedback, which you can send in via community at postshowrecaps.com. We'll get through all of the scores that Jess and I have to do with our Meow Meow Beans, which I got to imagine we're getting pretty close to Meow Meow Bean territory. Uh, I feel like we're real close to that. We are uh, very close to Meow Based on territory. what little I know, I think we're real close to that. Uh, so we're going to do Meow Meows. We're going to do the Cool Cool Cools, which involves you out there. Send in your scores. Email them to community at postshowrecaps.com do us a favor send them in one email i think would be ideal if you could just send your scores in a single email would be great you don't need to send an email an individual email for all of the different scores just one email is probably gonna do the trick if you're emailing weekly and just adding sending in one score that's totally fine yeah you know but but like yeah if it's all in one day just like maybe one email is fine community at postshowrecaps.com is the best way to get all of that done um Jess, I don't think I've got any more preamble. I'm pretty ready to take. We got two episodes that we got to take mm-hmm. on. We should probably just try and put this cork board up. Let's do it. Analysis. Hard work. A lot beast. of bureaucracy to get a single <laughs> cork board on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Analysis of cork based networking. Uh, the director is Trisham Shapiro. Writer Dan Harmon and Monica Padrick. Uh, air date January 30th, 2014. Uh, we're in the study hall or the study room and Chang is now in the save Greendale committee. He's sitting in Troy's seat. He which, is sitting in Troy's seat. seat. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it hurt. It hurt in a uh-huh. way. And like the other thing is the thing that kind of like, I was like, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are we doing here? We're like, Duncan is sitting next to Jeff and it's not even addressed that like, Oh, he, here he is. So Did they already say he was a part of it? Did I miss that? I, I don't remember that. But one thing that I observed, because I kind of figured, I, th- I feel like I've said this before uh, in a couple of the recent podcasts, like, oh, wow, it's nice that they got like some John Oliver back in here. But I have been surprised at the amount of continued John Oliver that yeah. we're getting here. Uh, this is two episodes in, in, in this week's podcast where we're getting, uh, you know, a lot of John Oliver content. Yeah. Um, it does feel like, okay, well, so Troy is is gone and it's not just Abed who we need to like plug in in different permutations there does seem like okay well how are we going to fill the void how are we going to uh yeah. you know uh fill the the you know 
power uh, loads a vacuum. You know, we have to like, you know, plug somebody in into this spot. Yeah. And thank you to uh, Eric Divestein, um, the wonderful Eric Divestein, birthday boy, Eric Divestein, yes, king. Um, who did let us know that apparently by season five. So John Oliver is hosting last week tonight, but his contract with HBO apparently specified that the only other show he was allowed to act in was community. <laughs> so yes. that's why he's back, which I thought was very fascinating on um, that. There was like, Oh no, but you could do, yeah, sure. You could do community. Why not? Yeah. Yes. All right. yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, so I get it. I mean, I, I think it makes sense, but I also think at the same time, there's a little bit of, I don't know. Uh, there's a little bit of like, okay, y'all trying a little hard. I get it. I, you got to do what you can do here. Uh, but I like Professor Duncan enough and I love John Oliver. So it's a, uh, it's fun to see uh, more of him, but seeing uh, Chang and Troy seat, feels like a way to like it's kind a betrayal. of but in, in in an active way that feels great uh like it act like it feels like it's an active act of betrayal of like we know that this is going to get under a couple of people's skin so let's my let's yeah, me. yeah uh yeah, me yeah, i am yes. the person it's just um i'm the person it's me um yep. and uh and so yeah so annie of course the organized one has compiled a list of greendale emergencies she one of my favorite Brita lines of the entire series is in this very moment when she hands out these like massive like stacks of paper with all of everything listed and Britta says is deforestation on the list because mm -hmm. it just I don't know it tickles me um I'm very pro environment and it tickled yes. me that I'm like yeah and this seems terrible like can we yeah. just send a pdf maybe yeah yeah. Uh, so there's yeah. a lot there's a lot that's going on here. We're starting to hear about this Game of Thrones parody, Bloodlines of Conquest. Yes, um, where he is like talking all about this and he says it's like a medieval fantasy series. It's based on these great books. No one seems to read. It's great. It's betrayal, boobs, espionage, mm -hmm. dragons. And Britta, of course, is like, oh, I didn't know there were dragons. I don't start watching a show until it's not even popular anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's very Britta. It is very, very Britta. But then Abed does a, a mean thing. And he spoils the show for Britta for the parts that she hasn't gotten to yet. Which, like, if you accidentally spoil someone, a little forgivable. Yes. You out and out spoil someone on purpose. Grounds for, like, so many bad things to happen to you. Yeah. I, you don't care about spoilers. No, much. that's not what I'm saying necessarily. There's just something about the the uh, the ruthless effectiveness with which Britta is able to get this done. It's not that I approve of. It's mm -hmm. that maybe I admired to some it. degree. Yeah. Like I admired the commitment to the atrocity, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is when Britta says, Well, I'm gonna read all the books and yeah. I'm gonna spoil it for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which also like I'm like, oh, I'm kind of surprised. I guess we never really know if Abed is a book reader. It's not really talked a ton about. But I'm like, if he loves this so much, I would imagine he would have read the books. But I guess yes. yes. Um, so Hickey gets put on bulletin board duty. And Annie's like, great, we had our first successful meeting. And when she goes to put the star on the wall, she just like straight up. She punches a hole. There's like what birds and stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, I'm going to have to fix that. Yeah, they're going to have to fix that. That mm -hmm. reminded me of an awful Instagram reel I saw last night where there was like, a, I'm not going to say what kind of animal because I don't want to trigger anybody. But there was like a little animal that was like stuck in a ceiling. But it <gasps> turned out it was actually the tail of a much larger animal that fell from the ceiling. And it was horrific. Anyway, oh. this reminded me of that. It was gross. Oh. It was terrible. I didn't like it. Ugh. Sorry, but it's been living rent free in my head, and so now it has so to live rent free. So now you share it with yours. the world. Yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You all need to feel my suffering. Thank you for that. <laughs> I told you, so fear happy. my suffering. I believe is uh, yeah. something that I said on a recent podcast. April can check me on that. Um, um, let's go yeah, to the so hallway. 
Abed now has these like noise canceling ear cover things that like you use when you like chainsaw stuff. Mm-hmm. And Britta is trying to spoil him on things, but he can't hear anything. So he's all set. Hickey visits the janitor's closet. And this guy, the audacity on this guy yeah. to like eat a single Cheeto or mini carrot, whatever it was, takes the napkin, like dabs the corners of his mouth, sure. folds it. You know, he's not, he's like on his lunch break and he's like, oh no, you need a work order from the head janitor in yeah. order to be able to hang a bulletin board. Yes. The is bureaucracy this, of this is stupid. Is, is it an issue to the, the napkin treatment was, was weird for you? It was just it was extra it was very extra mm. like what has hickey done to this guy you know probably some stuff probably some. <laughs> probably some things i wouldn't yeah. be surprised yeah uh we see abed meets carol who is a deaf student and she gives him his clipboard back and uh and i love britta's line of are you gonna have another intense burst of incompatibility with a girl we never see again oh yeah which is a good reference to later in the episode when brie larson gets yeah. brought back this is a star-studded episode of community by the way there did are you a- think they were just like we really need people now that donald glover is gone it, it almost felt like it was making fun of season four it almost did. It almost felt to me where it was like season four compensated for the lack of uh, of, of Dan Harmon by just overloading with, with guest stars. In this episode, it's like not all the way across the line, but like you've got Nathan Fillion showing up. You've got Kumail Nanjiani showing up at one point. The T-1000 is here. Uh, I forget what his what Waldron's role was, but he has like a great like Robert Patrick moment here. Uh, so like there's the, there's clearly like a little bit of um, I don't know. It, it felt to me like it was it was angled at season four to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and uh, then we have the, the dance group. So this is the group that are planning the midterm dance. We have Annie, Shirley, Jeff, Duncan and Chang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chang has an idea. And Annie immediately cuts him off and says, your last idea was to murder. Chang's having a hard time. He's just trying to be a human underneath all this crazy. But he has not reached his boiling point with that quite yet. yet. No. Uh, Hickey comes back and he says, the bulletin board is a no-go. And he and he's like, you know what, Annie? You go ahead and try if you're so keen to do it. And so she says, now I'm on bulletin duty. Yeah. Uh, hold my, what? what's the drink that they're having at the end of the episode uh, with uh, with the Dean? Hold my that. Hold my margarita. It was uh, margarita, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she and Hickey are going to go and see all of the various janitors. And like she knows everybody by name. Mm-hmm. She knows like their families. She knows like the current events of their families. Yeah. Oh, how's so-and-so doing with their clarinet lessons? She's able to like really sweeten the deal and they'll put in the work order to put up the cork board. It's just that it's going to happen in three to six business business months what is a business month a nightmare is what it is uh <laughs> and they're like well if you really want to accelerate you're going to talk to the custodians instead what does she say she's like there's difference. Is there a difference and they're like yeah. <gasps> we were just trying to like you uh abed yeah. meanwhile opens his locker britta yeah. had put like a banner inside but he like moves before he sees it so he doesn't yeah. get spoiled yeah yeah um, then we're at the custodian mixer uh, where Annie tries a similar shtick that she worked did with the janitors, but it's not working this time. Mm-hmm. So instead, Hickey is going to blackmail LaPerry, and he gets him over to the chief custodian, who is Bob, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, so we've got Kumail Nanjiani and Nathan Fillion here are part of the custodian crew. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know why they're being used on community in this way, if not for it to be a little bit of that meta deal of... Uh, yeah, we need to we need to keep you guys around. Here are two actors that y'all really like. Um, yeah. 
and their entire storyline amounts to like, hey, uh, we'll get your bulleted board up if you get our porn unblocked. Yeah, that's all they want. They want to be able to see their porn. Uh-huh. So yeah. uh, then we have Abed attempting to learn some sign language to have a conversation with Carol. But yeah. it's mostly I started to learn sign language and like yeah. that's about it. Um, Chang has an idea for the dance. Yes. And he says it's bear down for midterms. Bear down for midterms. And none of them understand, uh, understandably so. None of them are like, what do you talk? What bear is that down mean? for midterms. You know, you bear down for midterms. And then Chang melts down. Uh, Full on meltdown. I understand. I've been crazy in the past, but that doesn't make it any less frustrating to be completely dismissed like this. I don't know if you guys even see me as human anymore. I don't know if it's like a joke to you. Are all Asian men like a joke? Is it like a racial thing? I've paid for my crimes. Underneath all the craziness, I'm still a human. And I and, and I do want to make a difference. And could you respect that? Please. And everyone's like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dang, it's bear down for me. So they, they all agree to it. And um, this is in the commentary. Eric Divestein, another Eric Divestein shout out. In the commentary, uh, Dan Harmon said that some of the dialogue in Chang's, like, plea was taken, like, from an email Incredible. that Ken Jeong sent to Dan asking for improvements in the character arc. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, the, the emotion was real because he felt very similarly to how Chang was feeling. Uh, and apparently, um, Riley pointed out as well that like the how Chang got into character and in or how Ken Jong got into character as Chang in that moment was like right before they started um like a recording. Uh he uh, said uh, like he he said to Joel McHale like how much he loves him and how much he like appreciates him and them working together, and that got him like very emotional. Yes. And uh, I absolutely love that. I love this entire story. I have I have told the story on the podcast before about the time that I interviewed Ken Jong. Uh it was for I believe it was Transformers 3. It was a big red carpet, it was in Times Square. I was working for MTV at the time, and one of Ken Jong's like early career as an actor things, you know, on the other side of being a doctor forever, uh, and then embarking on a career that that is now, uh, you know, he's mega famous, uh, was like involved in like the MTV Movie Awards. And like he got really emotional when he came up to MTV News on the red carpet. And I was like the avatar of that. And so I got to like shock absorb a lot of his like very, to me, very genuine, authentic emotion. So having experienced that firsthand is always going to make me root for this guy. Like it was such a great moment for me to be a part of that with him. Uh, and hearing that that is sort of like the vibe that was on set, uh, it, it's very concerning consistent with what I experienced of him as an actor and is a huge part of why I love Chang uh, and I love Ken Jong as Chang and I love this from him to Harmon and then onto the show from Chang that's great that's an additional layer this would have been a flat five for me anyway mm -hmm. uh, if I could double the score I would uh great stuff love yeah love I love this I love the background of it and I like that Dan Harmon wrote this into the into the story I feel yeah. like we see a lot of that especially in in Pierce um over the years and so this makes sense to me that he would include this and it's it's heartfelt but it's also hysterical yeah. of like what the heck does bear down for midterms mean <laughs> bear down for midterms but they're all like okay fine it's, it's bear down for midterms uh-huh um meanwhile annie and hickey go to it to lift the web restrictions on the yes. custodians um and uh i think her name is deborah asks for decent parking yes decent parking yeah, uh, and, and Annie's just like, well, everything has to get to the porn blocker then. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, everything. Uh, but they're going to have to keep going up the, the food chain to go oh, to the... Of, of course, yeah. Padre Brewster is the... Uh, 
Yes, obviously, yes. Obviously. Adds, adds to the list of famous people in this episode. Yeah, another famous face. Um, we see uh, we see Chang. He's very excited about how everything's going, Jess. He's very pleased with the development so far. Um, Annie and Hickey, they're going to have to go and talk to Robert Patrick, the T-1000, who's in charge of parking. Uh, so this is a Terminator, Jess, uh, is what you need to know. This is a Terminator. Yeah. This is an FBI agent from the X-Files. He had There were two Robert Patricks in the recent seasons of The Walking Dead. Uh, there's a whole lot going on with robert patrick uh, an iconic genre actor uh so thrilled to see him uh, so thrilled to see him thrilled to see him here uh he wants to control all the bulletin boards uh the, the yeah. apartment's power comes from a scarcity of parking but carpools ride shares they're cutting in uh he's like yeah. really talking turkey tough deal a hard negotiator here and annie is willing to take his complaints to the dean yeah, she's willing to do it. And you can see Hickey is just getting more and more frustrated as this mm-hmm. goes along. Yeah. Um, then Neil comes into the cafeteria, sees all of the decorations for Bear Down for Midterms. Earlier in the day, there was a bear attack at a birthday party, and a bunch of people were mauled by a bear, and the news has been covering it all morning. And Chang goes, you know that thing where, like, you think it's your idea, but, like, you were exposed to something else? I think that's what must have happened. Okay, we're officially in crisis mode. <laughs> and he is, too. He's like, also, the bears need to have party hats. And uh-huh. We're all like, we lie. And he's yeah. like, they just do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um so then we're with uh annie hickey and the dean in his office getting served like fajitas yes like the chili style where they bring it out on one of those hot things um like pans Mm -hmm. (laughs) cast iron skillets and they're drinking margaritas and uh the dean says he's like he agrees to this bulletin management committee but he says i won't approve it until hickey says Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. That's too far. It's just Hickey too much. He won't do it. Yeah. He won't go there. He won't do it. He won't get involved in this. Uh, yeah. And he's disappointed in Annie. He says, you hoard yourself out, kid. <laughs> you wanted that board so bad, you made every board on campus worthless. And in doing so, you made the school just a shade dirtier. Yeah. I thought better of you, young lady. Oh, my God. The indictment, the scathing indictment from yeah. uh, from Professor Hickey in this moment. Yep. Um, and like Annie does look a little bit like, oh, man, look, yeah. what did I do? She looks upset. Um, somehow bear down for midterms turned into fat dog for midterms. Yeah, they just put ears on all the bears. Yeah. And that's just what you say, right? It's like, yeah, fat dog, fat dog for midterms. <laughs> Um, and Annie's yeah. like, wait, what? And so the entire group just starts doing what Chang did. Even Shirley's just like, is it my race? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I just, I know it's a saying. It's just, you know, um, so that they're going through with Fat Dog for midterms. Yes. At the dance, Carol, uh, Abed's new friend, completely spoils Abed now that he knows sign language. Yeah. And this was on purpose. This was uh, Britta paid her to do it. And this yeah. is what I'm saying. It's like, Britta, this is like evil genius levels of it's ruthlessness. Terrible. Britta gets accused of being, you know, like this vapid person without a brain cell. This mm-hmm. took planning. This was to Abed's point, like, it would be insane for you to do that. Insane. This is like evil insanity at work in a brilliant way. Uh, I have to I have to give credit where it's due. If I'm going to give Ethan Rom MVP points for effectively stealing Claire and hanging Charlie from the tree on Lost, I have to give points here to, to Britta to some degree. Uh, she really ruthlessly effectively spoiled mm-hmm. Abed on this book. 
she did. She it was a success, but she instantly feels very bad and because goes, he's I'm like devastated. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I really liked Carol. I really liked her. Yeah, uh-huh. and then but he gets over it very quickly because he passes Rachel in the coat check, and he asks, "Hey, whatever happened to you?" And you, she's like, "You never called." He's like, "Yeah, it was the gas leak year, though." But he's like, "I don't want to blame it too much on that." Is what yeah. He says. Uh, then he invites her to dinner, and they uh, they leave together. Do we? Is is this going to continue? Are we going to see more Rachel, or will we never see her again? No. That's it. <laughs> Hilarious. It's so stupid. That's so stupid. Why did they bring her back? Very funny. With this dumb shtick. Very funny. And this is like such a weirdly celebrity pack. I know. That's very funny. But they don't do a ton with any one of the celebrities. Hilarious. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Other, it only makes sense to me if this is sort of like making fun of season four to some degree. I don't yeah. understand totally what the point of it would be, but uh, it feels like it's got to be that. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so Hickey is watching TV and we see a news ticker. I think that's what that's called going by that says LeVar Burton and non celebrity companion captured by pirates in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, no, wait, what? You I didn't notice that. that. No, uh, he's watching the news about like the bear attack at the kids' party and it's like on a little like sliding announcement thing. Please tell me that we get updates on Troy's journeys uh, throughout the show. Uh, if it's like background details like this, that would be incredible. I really hope that we at the very least get something like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been speculating that like, that's what the movie will be about, but okay. it feels almost like too obvious. Yeah. For that to be, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the custodial. <laughs> oh no, I don't like that as like the final fate for Troy. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Um, the custodial staff still doesn't have access to porn. Yeah. Uh, we have Abed and Rachel watching a movie and eating popcorn. Hickey decides he's just going to take a bulletin board and hang it up himself in the cafeteria. Um, which leads to the dean coming in with the custodial staff and attempting to take it down before any leaps on she them. She interferes. She steps in. Uh, she's like yeah. about to get feral, and so they all like back down, and the dean's like snapping at them to move them along. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean dean. Dean is positioned as the bad guy in this episode. He's a mean dean. Yeah, he's in boss mode. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Um, uh, Aaron in the chat is correct. Rachel does come back. She is. She is in another episode. Okay. I forgot about All right. That. Okay. There is another okay. episode. She's we'll in. see. We'll see more Aaron. We'll see um, more. Uh, see more Rachel. But yeah. But um. But yes. Yeah, so then we get <laughs> we get the fat dog dance. Um, yeah, is this, uh, does, and Chang like talks us through all of the steps of yeah. the fat dog dance. Jess, are you able to recite this for us? Absolutely. I mean, I could, I could, I could say it. I cannot buy, not my memory. Uh, Please. there's a brand new dance based on an old phrase. It's called the fat dog and it will amaze. You've heard this expression your entire life. It's not made up. It's not made up. <laughs> That second it's not made up does so much work. Uh-huh. And then Garrett, so they're doing this whole dance. And Garrett bumps into one of the like a uh, bear things, and the ears come off, and he goes, "It's a bear dance." Um, an elite use of Garrett, a very elite use of Garrett, and it was foreshadowed earlier when Chang said we're officially in crisis mode. Here comes Garrett to alert us to the true crisis. Yeah, it's a big crisis. Uh-huh. Um, it's not made up. It's not it's made not up. Made up. Uh, and then we get our end credit scene where Duncan runs out of staples. So he like calls this hotline for more supplies and he hears from he accidentally like hacks into like a military mainframe and is about to like nuke Colorado. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. what it seems like is happening. And then he's just the end of it. He's just like, oh, there are my staples. 
so funny. Very, yeah. very good. Streets ahead. Streets ahead uh, for Professor Duncan nearly annihilating everybody in human history. Yeah, it was very funny. I also gave this a streets ahead. Very fun. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's do the next one. Let's keep it going. Let's stay streets ahead, Jess, and let's go to bondage and beta male sexuality. Uh, and this came about a month after uh, episode six. Uh, there was a month break between these two episodes. Um, I feel like I would have wanted the break between Troy and this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. The timing just seems a little a little bizarre to me. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Um we begin in the teacher's lounge and really like the, the big thing that's kicking us into the episode is that Professor Duncan is going to want Jeff's help getting with Britta. I hate this. He wants like, to get with Britta. <laughs> getting get with, with the, the bee. bee. Yeah. I, um, this is something that bothers me a lot about i mean this era of television anything that is not modern i feel like it it tends to deal with this stuff where it's like oh hey bro hey bro you want to help me get with this hot chick yeah bro and i i just i really can't 
Um, especially because this is not like this isn't news. Like Duncan has always wanted to like make out with Britta for whatever reason, and it's yucky, it's icky, it grosses me out. I don't like it. Um, and it's a big part of this episode, which is why this episode is my favorite. So this episode was the one where it, I, like, I really started to feel like, okay, so this thing that I talked about with you and Kathleen last week of like, okay, well, these first five episodes were clearly driving towards something, right? It was, it was driving towards the departure of Troy, that Troy is going to be leaving the show. Um, so what is the second portion of season five going to be building towards? And in these two episodes, uh, like I was starting to slowly feel it in episode six, but it felt like it was a little bit of like, okay, well, we're going to show you a little bit of what community might look like without Troy. Uh, and so mm-hmm. like less like plot forward at, at any, and it's not even that like there needs to be a big plot that's being driven forward. But this episode was the one where like, I'm, I'm not as low on it as, as you end up being. And I, I totally hear why you don't like it. Uh, I think that there are a few things in here that I really do enjoy, like kick punch, the kick puncher stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, Abed and Hickey together. And the Chang bits really, really kill me. I think are pretty, pretty funny. And then Shirley has one moment. That is one of my favorite moments uh, from, from Shirley in a good long time, uh, mm-hmm. deliberately. So that works for me. But I think that unless basically the story we're driving toward is that the the student teacher association is going to have like some big choice or some big moment that's coming. And maybe that is it, uh, that this is just sort of like spinning the wheels in that direction. But even if that's the case, like even in that being sort of like my charitable read on it, this one feels the most to me like this is what um, this was like a spec script that an aspiring writer wrote to uh, get a job on the yeah. community writing staff where it feels a lot less like an actual episode of community and more something you pull off of a shelf. Um, yeah. I didn't hate it. And there were enough bits that are going to give it, I think like a better score than, than it would otherwise get. But it's for me, this was definitely the weakest of the season five uh, crop so far. Yeah. And for me, most of what my score comes from is like when two of the three storylines for me aren't really working. And the other one is like, it's adequate. It's okay. It's all right. It's yeah. good. Um, it's going to get a lower score for me. And that's, that's totally fine if people disagree. It's just like, I really can't with the like, totally get that. Hey, bro, yeah. I want to get with that chick. Like, yeah. it just, ugh. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So we're in the study room and he is celebrating all the bones have been removed from the football field. Hooray. Now. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Duncan, like, very forcefully brings up, oh, there's a benefit show at the Forefront Theater in Riverside for starving children with cleft palates. Yeah. So this is because Jeff tells Duncan, like, come up, like, find a cause driven event to uh, to go with Britta to. Better. And it and it works. Britta's really into it. She wants to go. Everybody else is kind of like, oh, I want to go too. Uh Chang wants to go. Jeff wants to go uh anywhere else. He, he has wants dinner to go plans, to dinner. he says. They all <laughs> make fun of him for that and guilt him into coming. Uh the only one who gets out of it is Abed because he has the the kick puncher reboot. Uh and he's going to go to the premiere dressed like the classic kick puncher to make fun of the fact that kick puncher was rebooted i don't know the exact timing on when the joel kinnaman robocop reboot came out let's just look up that year uh the robocop yeah so it was 2014 so it was it was it was february 2014 so they were were making fun of robocop yeah Yeah, because the robocop reboot uh they redesigned robocop and i remember because uh i was working for the aforementioned mtv news certainly as a freelancer around this time 
And so I would write a bunch about RoboCop and a bunch of other movies. And I, I believe the, the filmmakers were like, it's really important. One of the most important aspects of the RoboCop redesign is you need to see his eyes. You need to see like the humanity in his mm -hmm. eyes to really sell that his RoboCop. It's like, Y'all never saw RoboCop, right? Like he's a robot <laughs> cop. He's got like only mouth is the only recognizably human part of him. You take his helmet off and he looks like some sort of like flesh stretched mask looking thing. That's terrifying. You don't mm. want to see that guy's eyes. It's gross and scary. Uh, you don't get RoboCop. Uh, so I was right. And Gary Oldman, uh, by the way, a uh, villain of RoboCop. So uh, <laughs> the villainous Gary Oldman is following us mm -hmm. across two episodes of Community this week. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're now at the benefit. Uh, Annie and Shirley are like trying to understand the like film they just saw. They said, oh, it's about like our marginalized perceptions as drones being born into a corporate hive mind. Mm -hmm. And they instantly are like, let's go get McDonald's. Yeah. Um, so they're like yeah. going to dip out on the episode, basically. basically. Meanwhile, Chang's going to get a phone call. He's getting a call from his wife. It turns out things are not seemingly going so well back home. He takes the call privately. And mm -hmm. it's another moment where Ken Jong, I think, is like really giving it his all. Uh, he seems like he's got like a Chang is like getting now in hindsight, hearing Eric's context, like emotional content is coming to Chang. But then the camera swivels around and he's in front of a whole audience of people who who think that he's putting on a show. Yeah, so he's on a one-man show. And so then Chang looks at it all of them and he just continues to pour his heart out uh, for the yeah. sake of their their love. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was great. Yeah, I don't mind this. If it mm -hmm. had stayed as this, uh -huh. it does not. Okay. Um, it morphs. Yeah. Uh, Duncan and Britta, meanwhile, are chatting. And Britta recognizes her former anarchist group. Yes. Uh, and her and her old friend. At first, I thought she was saying Mike Hale. Yeah. No, no. it's not. It's Mike Hale, uh, but spelled Michael. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, and yes, this is when Duncan says, isn't she great? She's everything I love about America. Bold, opinionated, and just past her peak. <laughs> and starting brutal. to realize that she has to settle for less. And the moment she needs a shoulder to cry on, bam, the Duncan the, handkerchief. The Duncan handkerchief. Um, Mike Hale makes a toast to Britta. Uh, he says that Britta is his hero. Uh, and Britta makes a speech about how, like, uh, you're all your own people and you got to trust yourselves and all this stuff. And Jeff, the old torch is reignited. Jeff Winger is back into Britta. I uh, can't I, with this. I, you know what, though? I don't think I, I think that part of me um, didn't uh, lodge a major complaint with this because I kind of figured the direction it was going to go was Britta just like unilaterally shutting Jeff down. Cause now mm. I have the context of what she said to, to Troy and their parting words of like, it would be hard. It would be impossible to be worse be than worse Jeff. Than like than for me, yeah. like if it, if this ever reverts, I'm going to be disappointed unless they really earn it. But like for me, Britta articulated relatively cleanly, like uh, Jeff's not a thing. Uh, so uh, yeah. it felt like if anything, like Jeff was going to get, ultimately schooled yeah instead he just, just gets to drink at a bar and is yeah gross it's just like he's gross because he's yep. just like oh as soon as everybody likes Britta now I like her again yeah and it yeah. gave me the ick and I just didn't like it I'm the not ick. a huge fan of like two guys fighting over the same girl storylines it's just like gross at this point mm. and I it's just adding to the story that I don't like I don't think that's unfair at all um, uh, for sure so yeah uh, so then we're in the study room Abed is putting together his <sighs> kick puncher outfit he looks very lonely this and he, sad. he looks right at Troy's empty seat 
which is so devastating because he's like basically he's walking around the halls like making his like noises as kick puncher and you know like any other episode Troy would be here with him so yeah. it's very sad that he's doing it alone this was the kind of thing that seeing this and seeing him walk the lonely hallways of Greendale Community College wearing a kick puncher costume by himself and no one else would have worn that off like authentically wanting to only uh like I could imagine like Annie doing it to like help Abed through some of the pain and suffering of the loss of their roommate and things like that uh it made me feel like Gosh, there's a whole season and a half left of the show that I'm going to have to deal with Abed without Troy. I don't like that. Uh, I hope this gets less sad eventually, but I guess it's appropriate that it's sad, right? It kind of has to be. Yeah, like I think if they don't do anything, it's really weird and off. Like, because yes. Abed would be reacting in this way and not even so much as like, He's not saying to people, like, I miss Troy. It's just so obvious that he does. Yeah. And I, I think that the way they do it is actually really uh, effective. Yes. Um. And so, yeah, so he hears Hickey, who's in his office, a drawing. And so Ahmed comes in and he talks about, like, oh, now they're bonding. And he asks Hickey what he would do in a po post-apocalyptic uh, survivor. And Hickey says, I would raise goats, hoard cinnamon, travel only at night. But please, I have work to do here. Raise goats, hoard cinnamon. Uh, yeah, apparently cinnamon would be very uh i don't know valuable in a... maybe i mean i do think like the spices would probably go for a good you could... like salt and pepper no like that's well salt and pepper is important but if he can hoard cinnamon then he can be the cinnamon guy you know it's like <laughs> cinnamon uh, guy. you know you need like you know you need your guitar you need your drums to make the band but you also need bass and not enough people play that so you go mm -hmm. and you learn the bass guitar because now you're a real value add yeah. you gotta learn how to slap at the bass yeah cinnamon kind of like the the bass guitar of post-apocalypse spices maybe. slap at the cinnamon slap at the cinnamon yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so Abed is like, oh, but wait, first I have to show you my ballistic foam. And so and he just foams all yeah. over the Jim the Duck cartoons. He's and Hickey is pissed. Yeah. So mad. Abed wants to leave, and Hickey handcuffs him to the filing cabinet and will not let him leave. No. Uh, and he's like, you know what? You chose to spray the foam because you don't care what happened. Uh, he says, for five years, because we have to remember, Hickey has been here behind the scenes the whole time. Mm -hmm. And he says, I've watched people walk around you on eggshells. Oh, Abed, he's so imaginative, so magical. Everybody hide their hamburgers. If Abed sees a hamburger, we'll all travel in time. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Let's eat cookies and ice cream and just in pajamas in the middle of the day. Uh -huh. I watched my third wife die. Yeah, that's such a good line. <laughs> I watched my third wife die. Uh, I want a. Uh, I want the the Professor Hickey spinoff. I want to know the backstory. Yeah. I hope we get it. Uh, but it's also kind of great that it just comes in drips and drabs um so uh he's he's a, he is the citizens arrested abed uh and he wants yeah. to know what uh uh he wants to know what hickey's uh bird drawings are all about his chicken drawings it's a duck <laughs> i really love i i think it's fun when a show or really any kind of storytelling has a character that has like a very very specific thing about them that is different and uh hickey's obsession with jim the duck uh, tickles me to know yep. it. It's wonderful. I love it. Yep. yep. Um, um, yep. Back at the benefit, Chang comes out having uh, done a very successful one man show. And mm -hmm. he's just like looking for anyone he can to sort of be like, wasn't that great? And here's the janitor who tells them uh, there hasn't been an audience in there since the fire where 24 people died. Uh, and now Chang is starting to, to freak out. He's going to have a moment with him in a little while. 
Yeah, this storyline, it doesn't work for me. Um, I think it's just, it's it's one of those ones that's, like, overdone that it's like, oh, they were ghosts the whole mm-hmm. time. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just stupid. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, ma- it My doesn't make stupid. me laugh. It's not My funny. kind of stupid. My kind of thing, for sure. <laughs> I had lots of laughs watching that. Uh, Jeff and Duncan are going to start getting into, like, the broing out over Britta. Uh, Broda? I don't know. I tried that. It didn't seem like it really was yeah. the thing. Uh, and so uh, Jeff is going to give uh, Duncan an hour, uh, an hour to try to mack it to Britta. Uh, he's going to allow his friend, British Jason Biggs, uh, the yeah. opportunity, uh, a 60 minute window before yeah. he moves. Again, in. gross. Like, like Jeff being like, well, you have an hour before, like, obviously she's going to be more into me. Like, if I even uh-huh. take one word to her, she's obviously going to want to be with me. This was also shocking to me, Jess, to, to learn that uh, that it turns out that Jeff Winger is gross. You know, uh, this <laughs> came out of nowhere, I felt like. <laughs> felt like this was t- totally out of character for Jeff to just be like a douchey guy. It's just more like... He's had so many seasons of growth. I know. They and it like, feels like we yeah. just like sent him back 20 to steps. To go from growth to gross. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, underst- I understand. For the they sake could of be one a, bit. A little wibbly wobbly. This is why this feels like a spec script. Like this is why like the Jeff stuff here feels like. Uh, Season watch, one Jeff. You watch Community from a Frosty Remove. This is the, this is the Jeff uh, content that we yeah. end up getting. Um, so yeah. We're in Hickey's yeah. office and. Uh, Abed's like, you're just afraid that I won't like your cartoon. Um, <laughs> sure, I've been a cab driver, a soldier, and a cop. But what terrifies me the most is the opinion of a man-child in cardboard pants. Turns out that it's true. Uh, yeah. Because he gives the cartoons of Jim the Duck over to Abed. And Abed has like a little bit of a giggle. And suddenly, Hickey is just like leaning in. He yeah, what part did you laugh at? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, back at the benefit, <laughs> Chain yeah. yells at the audience for being ghosts. Yeah. And they say, oh, well, the janitor is the ghost. Uh, the janitor's the ghost. Uh, he's the one. Uh, yeah. And um, does he, he goes back and he confronts the janitor, too. Uh, I think he does ask uh-huh. him, but it's just it's it's. Is it the audience the that is it the audience that says to Chang like you didn't consider that the janitor might be a ghost? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The just like Chang lost in Ghost World is good for me. This is good for me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Britta wants to yeah. to like reconnect with her with her friends. Um, but they are not really having it with Yeah, she her. wants to do another, like, protest, and they, they say, oh, well, it's convenient for you. You have nothing to lose. Like, we're actually wealthy now, so we could give money to, money to charity and help others. And Britta gets really upset and walks away. Uh, Duncan comes over, hands her his hanky. She hugs him, and he says, do you want to go? And she says, yes. And just like that, Jeff's 10 uh, minutes are up or an hour or however much time it was. Yeah, up. he had like a couple seconds left, but Professor Duncan swooped in. And so mm-hmm. Jeff's just going to stay and drink whiskey at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Professor Hickey is uh, getting notes from Abed and he he thinks it's really sweet. And he thinks Abed's like a good kid. And Abed apologizes for ruining the drawings. And then, um, you know. You could see it coming, right? Like you could see it all on the wall. It's not yeah. the home, but you can tell that Abed's like just saying what he thinks this guy wants to hear. We've He's angling to leave. Before. I bet, you know, if I leave now, I think, and I hit all the green lights, I'll make the movie. And he's like, no, but then you'll lose the larger lesson. Yeah, you won't, you won't get the lesson. 
Uh, and this is when Abed just he freaks out. Yeah, he yeah. says, oh, you have feelings? Have you considered putting them into your work? Your cartoons are monuments to joylessness. Nervously assemble jokes based on nothing from your life or anyone's life. You're furious at me for being creative because you want to be able to create. You have all this rage and shame and loneliness, which I don't even know how to feel, much less understand. And you decide to put what on paper? A duck. Jim the duck. You think I'm crazy? You think there's something wrong with me? Jim the duck? Publishers are interested. <laughs> and they just start yelling at each other yeah. to shut up mm -hmm. uh hickey eventually unlocks him and abed says in the words of your hacky duck what, what the, the hell? hell yeah i do love by the way the jim the duck cartoons and just like the the panel of jim the duck just looking right at the camera saying what the hell yeah uh, is like <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's very funny. Very, yeah. very funny. I do like seeing, like, I will say, like, of all the storylines in this episode, this one is the one that works the most I like for me. it because you never really got this from Pierce and Abed, right? Like, you never no. got, like, the old, uh, the like, the, the elder and the young lad in Abed getting a chance to bond. Yeah. Um, but like, and it feels like, like someone there is, there mm -hmm. is no one who is really like everyone treats Abed with kid gloves. That's certain. Um, and no one has ever really challenged him in this way that Hickey is doing and whether or not it's effective or right, or, it, you know, any of those things is questionable. Um, but no one has done it. No one has straight up been like, you did something bad. It hurt me. And now you're going to have consequences for it. Yeah. Yeah. And Abed doesn't like it. And I think on top of that fact, Abed is going through something right now. And so I don't know that he has the same outburst he has, if not for Troy just having left. I think that's probably right. Um, Professor Duncan and Britt are in the car. Uh they get into the fact that like i forgot that you and jeff were friends from before all this and and you know what i had forgotten that too and so that was when like yeah. when duncan and jeff do just kind of like be friends for the rest of the night i was like oh that's like a thing that i had completely forgotten and that felt like a neat writing trick uh so i i appreciated the craft on that uh there's like kind of like weaponizing uh like the casual fans uh lack of a memory of jeff and duncan's relationship uh yeah. so that was successful baked into a weak plot um, but Duncan realizes, like, I should go and be with the one who I really love, basically, is is what this is. Yeah. Uh, but Britta also says, wow, I'm so glad I'm going home. I was so close to doing something I'd really regret. <laughs> he hits the wheel and his line here where she's like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, nothing. It's just this wheel's on the wrong side of the car. <laughs> very, very funny to me. Yeah. Um, I do like, I don't know. It does feel like the show is trying to do something with Britta here where they're trying to have her have a moment of realization of like, she's she having a bit of an existential crisis. Yeah. yeah. And I just, for me, I, I, it doesn't quite get there. And I yep, think it's I because of the Duncan and Jeff of it all. I wish it had been more about Britta and less about these two men who are seemingly wanting to get with her. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's why for me, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. It almost feels like a joke where I've, I've said this before. Um, and at this point we're now in season five. So I feel like you can very much feel it. There are times where the men on the community are much more fleshed out than the women. Shirley yeah. is a huge example of that. Yes. This feels like a, a really good example to point to of like, um, this should be about Britta. This should wholly be about Britta. Totally. And it's, it's not. And it's, that's, what's disappointing for me. And that's why I criticize this episode a little bit more just because it's like, oh, I want, I want this for Britta. I love Britta. And I want this moment for her. Just doesn't quite work for me. Like a really exceptional Britta episode. A good example of that is last week. 
Yeah. Uh, so they're definitely capable of them. Um, but I think like when it's an episode about Britta and it ends up not really being about Britta, I, I totally get that, that. That's very, very disappointing, perhaps not totally unexpected or out of left field. For yeah, show, exactly. Though. We're five yeah. seasons in, you know, yeah. we know what's going on, but it's still yeah. very annoying. Totally. I totally get that. Um, so he's going to go, uh, you know, just to yada yada his storyline, he's going to go back to the benefit and uh, saddle up next to, to Jeff. And they're going to be like, oh, we're actually really good friends. They're going to they're going to drink it. They're going to have their uh, their boys night out. Yeah. Um, Hickey and Abed are also going to have something of a boys night out or a boys night in. Abed comes back. He shows Hickey this uh, script he wrote about the cop on the edge called Police Justice. That's the character's name. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I could help you work on this. Yeah, because Abed says, "Well, you have the substance yeah. that I need for my specs, you know, my my script. Yeah, and maybe we can work together." Um, and I also think it makes sense given that, like, we'll see later in the study room, um, Hickey was a cop, so he can advise Abed on the cop stuff. Ten millimeter or nine millimeter. Millimeter don't make no difference. Bullets just kind of kill you. Yeah. You're quoting somebody? Was that original? <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, so apparently Jeff and Duncan both cut their hands whittling, you know, man stuff. Man stuff. Um, sure. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, Britta had a, had an evening by herself. Then Annie and Shirley get this moment where Annie's like, well, you know, we've had our share of focus lately. Shirley with the zinger of the episode. Speak for yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, love I love it. that. It's not enough. This is not enough. No, of course not. Not even close. But just even her getting the chance to say that on the show. God, I appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, really. Yeah. So Chain that. comes in, starts asking about ghosts. He, <laughs> he looks, looks like a decrepit. mess. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I had weird experiences at the theater. They all said they didn't see me. And then we get like a flashback of like moments from the episode where it's like, was Chang actually there? Is Chang the ghost? Mm-hmm. And Britta yeah. tells him to go home, light candles, take a bath. And this is when we see a photo of Chang on the wall. And it's old timey wimey club. From 2014. Uh-huh. Old timey wimey club from 2014. So it's like it's playing with the with like the the shining motif of he yes. was dead the whole time. He was at the overlook. Uh, but uh, it's just it's just a joke. He's not a ghost. There's no way that Chang is like actually a ghost canonically. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that the whole thing was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Dean's not in this episode until the very end. He almost baggles out, but he's in this really good end credit oh, scene of just so like Duncan good. and Dean like not being able to like <laughs> interact in they're, any way other than in an incredibly awkward way. And they're like, they're both too polite. It's basically like Duncan is asking Dean about like a place to go to lunch. And mm-hmm. Dean assumes that Duncan is inviting him. And then neither one of them know how to react when like they realize what's going on. And it's, perfectly like this is what i'm saying when you know you have two good actors when most of the scene is just like ah, ugh, mm-hmm. ah and yeah. it's so hysterical it's so perfectly timed the comedic timing is brilliant i love this end credit scene i think it is so funny especially when you it's a it's a really good non-troy and abed end credit scene yeah um that i think they're utilizing some really really fantastic actors and just letting them play and i love it for the limited amount of uh, Dean that we get, it is uh, it is it is good uh, solid deanery here this yeah. week. Deanery um, do, deanery do. Getting into <laughs> some uh, feedback for this one, Aaron writes in and is a hard pass on Professor Duncan. Uh, Aaron writes in and says, "I just can't with Duncan's predatory behavior. None of it is funny or cute." And he didn't redeem himself because he realized being a predator is bad. He realized he was a bad friend. Yuck! I hate it. Even Jeff tries to swoop in for the catch of the day, and the moral of the story isn't that creeping is bad. It's, aw, friends, cheers, mate. I don't like it. 
totally fair from Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron also said, I don't love Abed's storyline. I get that he's grieving, but he's pretty unlikable in this one. Uh, did you find Abed unlikable in this episode? <sighs> I found it a little tricky. He, he definitely felt like he like it wasn't even just that he was grieving. He felt like hurt and therefore a little mean. Uh, he felt like, like angry. And yeah. it's not it's not unjustifiable. It's interesting. Yeah. I think I've said this a lot. Um, I think with people's emotions, sometimes it depends on what emotion is easiest for you to to arrive at. Right. For some people, it's sadness. Um, for some people, it's like being upset. Uh, for me and some others, it's anger. It's just like the, the top emotion that comes to the forefront easiest for you. And I think like this is way uh, this is Abed's way of dealing with things and kind of grieving. Uh-huh. Um, I do. I find him slightly unlikable, but not in a way that is like irredeemable, just in a way of like, yeah, he's going through a rough time. And sometimes when you're going through something, you're not the best version of yourself. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Eric, uh, the the birthday king himself, has some episode seven feedback. Uh, he says, very curious to hear theories on who is or isn't a ghost. I'm inclined to dismiss this as a case of people messing with. Uh, I'm inclined to dismiss this as a case of people messing with Chang, but I found it odd that the audience in the theater were all wearing muted grays and blacks without exception and numbered exactly 24 as the janitor said. Uh, I'm going to trust Eric on that. Um, Maybe they were indeed ghosts and the janitor was telling the truth. I want to believe that the janitor at the very least was a ghost. Uh, That much I want to believe in for sure. I want to believe that this was all a pre-planned idea. Uh (laughs) Like elaborate, elaborate. I think that's what I want to believe in. Uh, Let's do some of the scoring for episode six before we do episode seven. The Meow Meow Beans for six uh let's see what did i do uh jeff and shirley for episode six i gave my lowest scores two and a half neither of them really have anything to do as far as i could uh as far as i could see dean minimally involved as well i ended up giving him a three i decided that it was a a fight between britta and abed that whoever came out in charge of their conflict would get the half point (laughs) higher so britta gets a 3.5 where abed gets a three Uh despite it being crappy friend behavior and he gets a four and a half from me. I thought that uh, Annie was great uh, in episode six. And um, she could have potentially gotten a five, uh, if not for the fact that Chang is next level Chang in episode six. Full five for Chang. And now hearing the backstory, I would, uh, I would, go, I would go further if I could. Uh, mm-hmm. I, would, I would go further with Chang if I could. Uh, but I, I will not. Uh, so those are, those are my scores for episode six. Uh, you were pretty low on a, a bunch of these, huh? I was. It, and yeah. It's not. It's. I like this episode a lot. It's just um, uh, some characters. It doesn't feel. It's not an even episode, in my opinion. Sure. Um, for a lot of these characters, right? So at the bottom, Britta and Abed spoiling each other on stuff. Listen, I am. I am very precious about spoilers. I get sure. very mad when someone spoils something for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't like this. Abed starts it by spoiling something nasty to to Britta, and then Britta, I credit to her. Kudos. To the plan yeah. she enacted but it is really mean it's terrible <laughs> um, it's, it's really really mean and yeah, for those reasons mean. i gave them both ones because i Fair. think they're both very mean to each other and i don't they like are. it yeah. um <laughs> i gave shirley and jeff threes they're funny in the moments they're in but they don't have like standout moments um so because i love the bear down for midterms thing but I think the credit for that doesn't really go to them um yeah. so they get threes for that annie i gave or excuse me dean i gave a three and a half 
obviously solely for the end credit scene. Mm. It just made me laugh so hard that I had to like bump him up higher than a normal like 2.5. Uh for the for this scene or for for episode 7 uh for the Oh, I'm sorry. Scene. I'm getting yeah. myself mixed up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. no. So this one he's he's fine and it's mostly the the easy peasy lemon squeezy that yeah, does kill me. Yeah, so he wants he, he wants Hickey to say it. He won't do it. <laughs> and he's like he's eating fajitas in like the middle of the day at a community college is hilarious. Yeah. Um and then um Annie gets a four and a half because again I use the gif everything um a lot. Yeah. I love Annie. Annie does feel to me like someone who is very susceptible um, to liking the power that she gets and maybe crossing some moral lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels very true to Annie in this in this episode. And I, I love to see Annie like, again, you may have noticed her outfits have changed. No longer is she wearing dresses and cardigans and tights. She is now full on long straight hair Annie with her pantsuit type things like she's bossing around. Um, I liked her shirt. I did notice her shirt. It's like a teal uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, and teal is an underutilized color, just generally. I could see that. Yeah, aqua, yeah. nice aqua, nice teal. Yeah. Uh, and maybe to surprise, maybe a surprise to you all. Um, I gave Chang a five this episode. I this, love to see it. This is like both for Ken Jong and for Chang. It is uh, Bear Down for Midterms is hilarious. It is something I actively remember uh, about the show all the time. One of my favorite Chang moments of all time. It's just such like an innocent mistake um, that turns out so disastrously. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. And I love, love, love that they incorporated like Ken Jong and the way that they did in his feelings and emotions about playing Chang into the show. It's just that you cannot give i i couldn't i couldn't not give him a five after all of that love so of course he gets a five for me love to hear it um dean's list uh lots of celebrity guests to choose from you went with mm-hmm. nathan fillion i mean i see nathan fillion like i i like I firefly i gotta i gotta, I gotta I do it. it you know i get it uh i went for, i went with professor hickey on this one because it's just such a hickey forward episode and because yeah. it gives me the ability to freelance out for the ghost janitor on the dean's list for of episode course. seven which is where i need to take it yeah. um but i you know what a thing that we haven't talked about uh in this episode is clearly we spent a lot of time talking about britta and hickey's awkward hand interaction in yeah. episode five it happens again not quite as extremely in this episode but with him and annie like it's a fist bump it's a high five it's not quite know. one or the other uh great running uh bit here it's that so professor silly. doesn't know how to contact another human uh very funny yeah, uh, yeah. this episode i think i gave the premiere the season five premiere three and a half right i think is is where um, i where you, i guess you did went. yep you did yeah, I, I believe that that's what I did. So let me give this a scooch lower than than that. I'm going to give okay. it a 3.4. Um, I think that's a 3.5 for me. It was like it was such a like a, a relief to be back in good hands with community. Uh, after, like even if that episode wasn't quite worth an actual authentic 3.5, it just felt like the arc of improvement was so uh, impossible to miss. Uh, it was such a relief to be back in that world. Um, and I think here like, what I'm feeling on the other side of Troy's departure in episode uh, six specifically is like, okay, you're, you're all still like doing quite well, but I am feeling like the, I'm beginning to notice a void. Uh, and my initial instinct was that it was like 3.5 level quality of the episode. And I still think that that's probably true, but I think it gets knocked a hair lower for me when my viewing experience is what it is. And I watch this in the next one back to back. Where mm-hmm. there is this piece of me that's like, are y'all are y'all gonna be able to do this 
are y'all going to be able to do this now that Donald Glover's not here? Uh, so I don't know. Jury's out for me. Uh, I've been so high on season five and I'm not like out on season five by any stretch of the imagination yet, but this is, uh, is a little bit of like, uh, okay, uh, well let's, let's see what you all can do. Yeah. Uh, so like kind of like mid tier good score. I think a 3.4 is a fair score for this episode. Yeah, I give it a 3.5. Um, I echo a lot of your sen- sentiments. I really like this sh- this episode. It's hard. Like, I want to rate it higher, but I just don't. I can't get there. Um, and I think part of it is, like, you do feel Troy's absence. Um, and I like this episode. I just don't think it's as quite as good as, as the other ones we've gotten this season right before it. Yeah. Um, the audience is a little bit higher than us on this episode of 3.65. Uh, brings this one to a 3.51, placing okay. it firmly in fifth place. Okay, 3.51 for episode six. Um, let's do all of the meow meows for episode seven. Um, Jess, you convinced me that Jeff is like full on trash in this episode. I did start still enjoy like for for my sins i still did enjoy like the reminder that duncan and jeff have gone back quite a ways it was just like a good trick of the writing so i wanted to give him some props to sort of feel like the ambassador of that idea like the mm-hmm. one of the one of the more clever things that i thought was in the writing in this episode but that'll only get him a one so mm-hmm. he'll get a one uh, a little pierce-ish in this episode so he gets the one and he gets a two and a half my standard score for existing uh mm-hmm. And uh, that was also where Shirley was headed until Shirley gives her line of like some of us have that boosted Shirley to a four Uh, that gave Shirley the second highest episode of the the second highest score of the episode for me. So Shirley's going to get a four because I appreciated like, okay, at least the show isn't doing anything about it. As far as I can tell, I at least appreciate the acknowledgement. And it's a great moment for Yvette Nicole Brown specifically, like. Let it be said, you are not doing enough with Shirley. Mm -hmm. Um, I got some threes out there afterwards. Dean probably would have been, Dean was going to be a baggle, but then he's not only on the show. uh, He's actually really funny. Uh, He's actually good. Uh, So uh, three for Dean for the post-credit scene. Uh, post-credit dean a three for britta uh i just like that britta's being more prominently utilized on the show i wish it was a little better in this episode for sure but i'm glad that at least like the more gillian jacobs the better is kind of how i feel yeah Uh, she's among my very very favorites in the cast so uh i did give her a three um more for like screen time than anything three and a half for abed because i do think like I'm I I understand it. I get it. I don't want to live with cranky Abed forever. So I hope we're not going to live with cranky Abed for absolutely forever. Full five for Chang. Ghost Auditorium absolutely worked for me. Uh, Ken Jeong, uh, the performance I thought was really really great in this episode as well. Um, I feel even more galvanized to give him that five on the other side of hearing the story of him uh, reaching out to Dan Harmon and everything. So mm-hmm. uh, loving my guy Chang so far uh, this season. I think that he has bounced back for me in a very big way. Um, what did you do with your meow meow beans? Yeah. So starting at the bottom is Jeff with a big fat zero. Uh, don't don't like this look from Jeff. It feels very retreading old gross territory that we've been in, and I prefer growth to gross. Uh, so he gets a zero. Chang, I gave him a point five, and the re- I hate the ghost storyline. I think it's stupid. But upon re- further reflection, I kind of love when he walks into the study room at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. and he just looks terrible. He looks miserable. Uh-huh. And I don't, I'm not. This sounds terrible. Um, I don't <laughs> like it because he's miserable. I like it because it's relatable. Like uh-huh. I feel like I've, especially as of recently, I've had some of these moments where I just walk into a room and I might look like Jane. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just look wow. like, and I feel like I need to tell myself what Britta says to Jane of like, go put some candles on, 
just go take a bath. Yeah. Like, just go give yourself some me time. Yeah. Um, and so I found that relatable. And so I, you know what? Pity party. Chang, you get a point five. All right. I'll take there, it. Man. I'll take I'll take point five over a bagel, <laughs> uh, for sure. I still um, think that that's light on Chang, but you do what you gotta do. Uh I gotta bow, I gotta keep the world even, you know. I gave him the five suppose, last episode. I suppose. Um <laughs> uh Annie, I gave it two and a half to again. She's she exists, she's there. Uh not too much for Annie to do in this episode. I gave Shirley a three. Um again, I bumped her up from a two point five simply for the for the line read of mm-hmm. like, oh, speak for yourself. Um, I also gave Abed a three. I, I kind of agree with Aaron. Like this is a tough episode for Abed. I like the Abed Hickey stuff, but I feel like Hickey comes out looking better than Abed does in the episode. Not that his grief and, and his, like his uh, anger isn't justified. It's just like some of what Hickey is saying rings true. People do treat him with kid gloves. They do walk on eggshells around him. Like there's a lot of truth to what Hickey is saying. Um, and then I also gave Dean a three, and the reason I gave him a three is because that end credit scene is just it's so very incredible. funny. It's very you have funny. to give him a three. Yeah. Uh, Brenda gets a three and a half. She would have gotten more if they had actually like given her the proper time in this episode to explore this part of her character. Um, so I do like what I see from from Britta. Um, I just wish we got a little bit more of it. Yep. Um, I hear so we have had some a lot of movement in our character rankings obviously troy not being in the show anymore is going to drop him drastically um he is now just above the dean that's it dean is in last place we're gonna right there i you know what as a i know that this is sad to do i don't i i want you to take i want you to get rid of the troy tab i don't want to see it i don't want to see it it's enough to know it's enough to know, but I can't see him end the season. Now you know how it was place. when I had to delete him this today. It was yeah, terrible. it breaks my heart. I don't want to see that, so I don't yeah. want to know about it. We okay. know he's going to be last place. It's not his fault. If it was authentically, you know, if, uh, maybe there's some mathing. Can we could do, do some, some math after the fact some and mathing. find out. Yeah, yeah, do some math. Well, I'll, I'll get someone to help me do the math thing because I don't trust. Like, how would it like balance math. out if we like averaged out over yeah. the course of a? We'll season? Like, I would like to know. I'd like to know. Someone could do some score sheet stuff. So yeah, but Abed is now back at the top with seventy five point five. Annie and Chang tied for second with seventy three. Yay! Look at us fighting it out here. Look at us. If Chang ends season five as the, I will be so elated. I think there's almost no chance you'll don't think that's gonna happen, which is not kind of you. uh, Because I will give it. I feel how I feel. The half point feels so unfair. I hate the the ghost storyline. It's so stupid. Mm. It's dumb. I hate it. Okay. This is me making up my feelings. Right. I really don't like it. Okay. Um, All right. Jeff is a 72 and a half. So just below in third place. And then we have Britta at 72 and Shirley at 71. So it is like, it's anybody's yeah. game at this point. Yeah, I'm definitely. Besides Dean. Up, I'm for sure going to end up getting petty in the Meow Meow Beans uh, in the next couple of weeks. I feel like I'm going to do whatever I can. Here to get you. A little You're like, bit of credit here. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. We'll see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> Dean's list. Uh, you went with Hickey. I did. I yeah. think there's a lot of truth to what he says. And I, I really just love the like, it's a duck. Like, he's, he's just like so upset about he's Jim great. the duck. He's great. Uh, I ended up giving it to the ghost janitor. Uh, ghost janitor is the way to go for me. Uh, mm. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, it's another instance of the more we talk about an episode, the more it impacts my feelings on the episode. You've brought me down on this one for sure. I'm not going as low as you ended up. You went 1.9. So you're just out of the twos. I know. I just like, it's just not that when two of the three storylines 
actively aren't really working for me, it's really hard to justify giving it a good score. It just, I feel even more of Troy's absence in this episode. And I really, really don't like the Jeff and Duncan stuff. And like Annie and Shirley are largely absent from this episode. And I just, I feel all of those things that are missing. Yeah. Um, just want to make sure that it's known. You know, we do do these podcasts live. Yeah, we've got yeah, an yeah. audience live in the chat. Uh, we've got a lot of people out here saying we've got Wendy saying I loved the ghost story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got from Stacy. I'm a Chang detractor, but the ghost story is hilarious. Mm-hmm. We even have from your very own husband, Will, saying the ghost story is good. So it's just like, you know, three people. Listen, uh, people can love it. I'm happy people liked it. I'm happy it worked for them. Uh, yeah, the Chang story I really loved in this episode. I really like the 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 Hickey storyline as well. Uh, the Hickey and Abed stuff, I think, was mostly pretty good. Um, but I feel like there was enough just like either like negative vibes about the episode or almost as 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 bad is just like some like mediocre like uh, replacement level stuff here in a season yeah. that otherwise has been really great. So I did want to be like a little bit punitive uh, as like a demarcation of I've been loving this season quite a bit. And this one just didn't like really, really click. 2.7 is is where I went. Uh, so my first one of these episodes that's outside of the three zone. Um, with that being the case, it was a 3.05 from the audience. It's a 2.55 overall. It is the weakest episode of season five so far by a lot. Uh, it's the it's it's seventh place. Uh, 2.55 for episode seven underneath uh, Repilot at six, which is 3.13. So yeah, uh, and worth noting that. Uh, the lowest score we got from the audience was a 2.4. So, like, mm. I am certainly much, much lower than most people on this yeah. episode. Totally understandable. I get it. If you really like this episode, I'm happy for you. It's just, like, just doesn't hit me in the right way. Uh, especially when we watch. Totally. Yeah. Especially going back to back when I had just watched, like, Bear Down for Midterms and I loved that episode. Going to this, I was kind of like, oh, uh, like, it's not, it's not hitting me in the right yeah. way. Yeah. Um, well. That's all right. Maybe it's not hitting you. There's some theories developing in the chat from Will, actually. Maybe Jess is the ghost. Uh, Is it it possible that it's not hitting you because you have no corporeal form uh, Mm -hmm. and that you, much like uh, a certain character from a different show, are going to have to become a spectral jacket? Uh, Mm -hmm. That's a spoiler for a different podcast that happened earlier this week. Uh, uh, Shanta revealed Mm -hmm. that one. Uh, But yeah, that's community building this week. Next week, app developments and condiments. Sounds like someone's about to find out what Meow Meow Beans are. It does sound like someone yeah. is about to find out cool. what Meow Meow Beans are. Officially, officially, officially now. Officially you shall looking find out. That. That'll be really fun. We're going to do just that episode next week. We're not yes. doubling up again until the finale. Unless things change, we'll let you know. Unless uh, they decide we, they're going to drop can. four more shows on us in March. I know. Listen, so this is what March is looking like, folks. Uh, Ted Lasso just got announced for a premiere date. Yellow Jackets and Succession are competing for the same Sunday night time slot. I'm on all those podcasts. So we're figuring out the schedule. We're figuring out what makes it work. But we got to uh, we got to prioritize our uh, our time here. So we're getting through season five on a slightly accelerated schedule. We hope that that's OK with all of you. This is the only one that we're doubling up until we get to the finale. Currently is the plan. Yes. Uh, so we will be I think we'll be wrapping somewhere in that same week that Ted Lasso season three premieres. Ted Lasso's coming back, if you didn't know. And that's very exciting news. We have a big podcast beat about it. We have big podcast plans with myself, Antonio. We're going to have a really fun time. Make sure you're checking out our Ted Lasso podcast coverage. Go back and rewatch the show. Re-listen to our season one and season two coverage. We think you'll dig 
all of that. That's some plug-in from me. Jess, you want to plug some stuff that you're working on here and elsewhere? Yeah, here on Post Show Recaps, I am still playing The Last of Us. Zed and I doubled up for episodes four and five just because of the Super Bowl, messed up the schedule and all of that um but still having so much fun still dying to play more and having to wait week to week to dive more into that game i am officially up to normal people mode feeling proud of myself pretty happy about it yes um and then national treasure has now been wrapped up so that is all set and done no word on a season two but that there will be a season two uh-huh. they left it off on a cliffhanger they could do one if they wanted to not um, without not without nick cage i think must be the lesson <laughs> learned need, here we need the cage yeah. i think that is correct we need the release cage. it you cowards <laughs> um and of course you could always find me on shit 90 shows taught me talking about dawson's creek and i have officially speeded josh i have watched yeah, speed. you sped up uh, I sped up did you like it did you have a good time um, speed? gotta tell you it is not the movie for me and uh-huh. it's not just because it's a car movie it's because it makes me fear so many things yeah it's there's like, a lot to be afraid of like oh let me be afraid of ever ele- not just elevators then we got to be afraid of buses and also afraid of subways and, it's and like, watches you and should be watches. afraid of watches too yeah, i yeah. be afraid of everything you gotta be afraid of gifts it seems uh it's like terrible. ceremonial gifts yeah uh, it was it was a it was an okay movie it was yeah. just like like, I was you gotta be afraid of nine fingered individuals. Uh, yeah. like there's a lot of things to fear. The you gotta be afraid movie... of like getting off of a bus early. Uh, you gotta be afraid of, yeah. um, you gotta be afraid of road work. You have to, uh, be, yeah, I'm not you going have to, to be LA afraid when they... of airport tarmacs. Well, they just don't have like their freeways, they're just not even finished. <laughs> like, what is this? Um, and on top of that, it's just like. I love that. It's movie just scary. So much, the yeah. only movie I could think of that gave me greater anxiety was Uncut Gems, uh, for totally different reasons. Wow, it's Uncut Gems and Speed uh, yeah. are the two most anxious movies yeah. for Jess Sterling. That's incredible. Yep. So we've speeded. <laughs> uh, that podcast has been released, Very and uh, now we're leaning into uh, coming up next. Uh, we have um, we have some more Sandy B content on the way before we dive into March Madness, where of course we're going to do a bracket, but it's of course not going to be sports. You crazy? Yeah. Sports. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shit. Nineties pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me at the Jess Sterling. Amazing. Uh, check out everything we've got going on in Post Show Recaps when you subscribe to Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, community building wherever you get your podcasts. A rating and a review would be so appreciated if you could take some time out to do such a thing. If you want to join us live for recordings of community building, we would love to see you in here. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Get early access drops of community building as well meow meow beans coming next week very excited about that until next time everybody take it easy and Corey b take us away this is a show in season five if i could baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. shut up leonard wiggler and jazz here till it ends need it to pass or fail green tail with all Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.